come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good girl's guide to horror. I'm your poltergeist, Kinsey. I'm your poltergeist, Debbie. I'm your poltergeist, Donna. I'm your poltergeist, Adrian. And I'm your poltergeist, Ryan. We're back, so it's all good to see all my favorite smiling faces. And we haven't recorded for a minute. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. Right. Yay. We've been releasing episodes, but we have not seen each other in, like, two months? It's been a while. Yeah. Been a- so, yay 2020. We're back! Yeah, from outer space. Let's <laughs> <laughs> look upon your face. I'm sorry, that's my karaoke song. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are discussing the 2015 film The Witch. Was or it the, really 2015? Yeah. The Witch. The Witch. Yeah, it was 2015. Wow. And um, so I guess let's go ahead and go around. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I know, Adrian, you hadn't seen it before, correct? Correct. What? I didn't catch it in the theater, uh-huh. and then it looked like it was going to be really slow, and so I never really got around to got it you, got at you. home. Yeah. Well, I'll start, because I think I usually start this. Yeah. I did like it. I loved it back in 2015, apparently. Uh, I liked it again this time, and... Yeah, that's good stuff. I do like a slow burn, so I enjoy it. I think I'm just going to have to come to the conclusion that I don't like this literary horror thing. It is not... Elevated horror, Donna. I'm sorry, don't call Elevated horror. Elevated horror, because horror needed to be elevated, I guess. Um, no, it's just, it's just not for me. Um, I, I remember when I sat down to watch it last night, I glanced at the running time, and it said one hour and 32 minutes, and I was like, what the fuck? That was definitely a three-hour movie when I watched it the first time. So, and then I started watching it, and there was a point where I was like, we've got to be near the end, and I went down, and I had watched 30 minutes of the of the 90-minute movie. Um on this watch, I'm taking an awful long time for a basically yes or no question. Um, on this watch, I felt like I understood what was going on a little better. A little better. But nah, man, this isn't my scene. I loved it. Um, it is exactly my scene, slow, art house <laughs> horror. I will say, I think like elevated horror is a weird term coined by not the people who are making it, by the people who are enjoying it, but too embarrassed to say they like horror. I don't think you can blame Robert Eggers for that. Horror hipsters? I don't know if they're hipsters. I just feel like they're just like... Well, horror is such a dirty word when it comes to certain film circles that they don't want to say, oh, I like horror. Man, horror has saved so many big studios. New Line Cinema, I'm looking at you. And the fact that they're just afraid to say, oh, I like horror. It's the whole bullshit of, oh, this isn't a horror film, it's a thriller. No, this is a horror film. You have a person... Uh, killing women and making a skin suit. It's a fucking horror <laughs> film. Don't call it a thriller. Wait, that sounds like my D&D character. <laughs> <laughs> I made meat suits, like, literally. That's Anyway. So, uh, Adrian. Um, <laughs> this movie, you know, one of the reasons that I hadn't watched it is because when it came out in the theater, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to see this. But then, after I didn't see it in the theater... I kept thinking, you know, this is probably going to be exactly the things that I don't like about witches in movies. And, um, I wasn't wrong. Um, I also don't like, like, this also is kind of like one of the first movies that got that elevated horror title. And I, I'm with Donna. I don't think horror needed to be elevated. Like people are like, oh, this has more metaphor. And then I'm like, no, horror's always had that metaphor. Like if you didn't see it before, you're just a fucking idiot. Um... (laughs) Horror now is what fairy tales used to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like in order to be a slow burn movie, you have to have an ember or some kind of little fire. And though I think the ember may be subjective, a subjective thing. Fair. I'll I'll agree to that. For me, this movie left me in the cult. <laughs> it was like I got you. It was like the script had been left in the sun. Sure. Yeah, yeah. As, as, like if you, it, it's like when you print print paper out and then you pick it up and you're like, oh, this is warm, but that's not a slow burn. <laughs> uh, I love this film. I actually saw it in the theater. We were 
one of four people and three of it with my party that saw this uh, in the theater. Uh, this is the one film that I always go back to when I think of A24 and sometimes they try to be tricksy on their, their films that this is the one film why I still give A24 a chance because I do like this film and I, I do like a good slow burn and I want to go back real quick to the literary horror thing and say there are there's a lot of stuff about literary literary elevated horror that I do like like this movie like Hereditary um, and like Midsummer was beautifully made oh for sure oh, yeah. like just just it was beautiful there was the, the acting was top notch good I enjoy that aspect I just wish I liked the movies yeah that's fair all right well those of you that do not know what the witch is about. The witch is about the story of a girl's first period and all the trouble she caused as a result. <laughs> uh, yes! Yes! I thought y'all would like that. Yes! <laughs> well, as much as I do agree with you, IMDB is not going to agree with you. I think it's actually a uh, cautionary tale on how not to be a parent. <laughs> I agree. I like there was every at every point in this movie when the parents were doing something I was like what the fuck the exact opposite of what you're doing do that like, I get that it's like the 1600s or something right now but like fucking chill a second <laughs> pay attention to the the, the creatures you birthed <laughs> All right. Well, a family in the 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. Ugh. That's the most boring synopsis ever. IMDb. It's, it's it's that synopsis could go to like half movies. Yeah. <laughs> half of the movies. Is it a horror movie? Is there a female character? It's probably witches. We can stick this on there. <laughs> I feel like so much of this movie was, like, long shots. And uh, Thomason staring at things. Yeah. And I and I got to the point where I was like, I'm just searching this shot to see if there's something I'm supposed to be seeing. And there wasn't. And there was one point later on where I was like, did my internet break? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, this shot was so long. And, like... The characters were down in the bottom corner. There was steam, like smoke, coming out of the chimney in the house, and none of it was moving. And so, and the shot was like, dude, I don't know. This felt like 30 seconds, and at least 15 seconds before any of the characters in the bottom moved. And so then I'm like, is it like, like, am I buffering? Like, what is happening right now? And I'm seriously staring at the screen just like, watching the steam, waiting for something to move so I know if my internet broke, <laughs> if I'm still actually watching a movie. Can I tell you about my favorite piece of trivia from this movie? Of course. My favorite We're doing a podcast about this movie, Donna. I don't think this is relevant. <laughs> my favorite piece of trivia is about the animal actors. And it said that the raven was just a delight to work with. <laughs> the hair was amazing. Was there a wolf? Was there a wolf? There uh, oh, there the, dog, the, the dog. The dog was, yeah. a great, was great to work with. The goat. The goat who played Black Phillip was apparently an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and there were supposed supposed to be a lot more scenes with him in it and they were just like no nah, man we can't do this <laughs> He's and asshole. the first scene where he actually attacks the father that wasn't supposed to happen just the goat attacked the actor <laughs> wait did we witness an on-screen murder is this a <laughs> <laughs> no where he just you know he just kind of they were they were like put the goats away and black philip kind of oh not at the end no at the beginning I got you, I got you. Uh, and the goat kind of bumped into him and he grabbed the goat by yeah. the horns that was not actually how that scene was supposed to go. Yes. Just the the goat actor was an asshole. There was a Q&A on my DVD with Robert Eggers, and he said something to that effect, or the effect of like, I wanted to make a movie, and the goat didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> the goat did not care that I wanted to make a movie. The goat Is it chaos. hard to get goats? No, goats are everywhere, man. Why didn't they get a different goat? Yeah, that's kind of... Because, like, there's got to be another black goat around I mean, I've somewhere. I've seen... There's, like, two at the petting zoo. <laughs> That one lets people... That one is safe around children. Why not go grab that one? It's not like there was a lot of heavy lifting on, on Black Phillip's part. Yeah, because there was two small children in that scene with mm -hmm. the goat acting up. Like, yeah. That's a little scary. 
Yeah, after I read that, I was actually a little nervous every time the two little kids were in the scene with the goat. I was I like, don't know. I'm kind of like, fuck those kids. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. kids were saying uh, the whole time. Okay. Ugh. The actors. I was I, concerned I for the actors. See, that's, no, that's the thing. I can't separate the two right now. Like, <laughs> I can't either. Yikes. <laughs> I was, the they whole were, movie, I was trying to think in my head. I was like, why are they so creepy? So well, creepy. And it seemed like they were witches the whole time. Oh, yeah. yeah no, they were. Sure. The songs they were singing. I didn't write any of the lyrics down. It was like, Black Philip, my God. Black Philip, the land. Oh, the yeah. Uh, I was, I was like, what kind of on? Christians are letting their children sing those songs? Mm-hmm. I think they're just, I don't know. Christians who are not paying attention to their children. Here's another problem I had with the movie. I was in a consist- consistent state of being like, Wait, no, go back. What happened in the scene you just didn't show me? Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, one of my big questions throughout the movie was, why did they get kicked out? Yeah, what yeah. Why, What happened to begin with? What did they actually do? Because we started at the hearing, I guess. And, it's and like, nobody ever said what they actually did. What I guess the father. The, it was like heresy. But they didn't say what heresy was. And I'm like, if this isn't important, then why are you showing it to us? And if it's important, I need, like, like one more thing. <laughs> like, I need a hint. I always have just assumed that it was actually something really small. You know, like, one of the divisions... Please correct me if I'm wrong, because I am not a student of religion. But one of the divisions between Catholicism and Protestants is that Protestants interpret the Bible themselves, and Catholics are supposed to let the priests interpret the Bible for them, which to me is a pretty small difference. Obviously not to the Catholics, but to me it was one of those little differences like that that uh, was why he got kicked out. But that's... Yeah. I always took it as, because they keep talking about the baby being unbaptized and uh, Caleb's almost fanatic, so afraid of being sinful. I kind of took it as he's basically, if you're not saved, you're going to die, regardless of your age, where maybe they were, if you're a child and you're not saved, come on, you're fine. You're fine. I think that that is how I always interpreted the information I was given. I don't think that's how pilgrims were. What? I, what, what <laughs> I mean, I don't... Again, I, I'm also not a student of religion, but he had the... Um, I don't know. Was it Calvinism? Which is the one where you're like, you are Calvinism. destined. Um, no, it's where you, everybody is, where, is destined. Yeah. No matter what, it has already been chosen. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. That's what he believed. And I wonder if they did not believe that. The rest of the town didn't believe that way. They didn't the say. believed in Calvinism. Oh, okay. So it was Calvinism? Was that what it was? Calvinism is the word, yeah. Okay, okay. I think the important part of that scene, though, and his whole arc for the movie is his pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're getting kicked out because of his pride. It doesn't matter exactly what he did, but it communicates well his pride. Yeah. I see what you're saying. However, this feels like a scene that isn't needed in this movie. If all of it, if, if the only thing we're supposed to get out of this movie is he's prideful, then again, I wish they had told us what the thing was so that we could get the thing I'm supposed to understand is that he's prideful. Because what it ends up with is I'm like, were they kicked out because the twins are fucking creepy pieces of shit? Are they kicked out because Thomason is a witch? Are they ki- like what is what is happening here? Oh, it could be because the kids are creepy. Because if they said because Caleb like that, can't stop looking at his sister's tits, like who knows? Well, if the kid the little kids have been acting like that within the town, maybe you know the townspeople again hearing them sing their little creepy songs, being like, uh, why aren't you doing something about this? Like, see exactly. And so know. like I just like. I, I can see an argument for all of these, but I feel like the movie needed to give me something so I know, like... I don't know. I kind of like that they didn't put it in there, and I don't really know why. Because I guess the only thing that's important is that, is that they got kicked out. But if that's the only thing that's important, then we don't need to know that. Like, like we don't need to have a scene about it. We just we can just know that. But how would... I mean, they would have to explain that at some point. They do. Like, whenever they're like, let's go... Like, like she asks to go to town, and he's like, we can't. We've been... He, like... He doesn't say we've been kicked out, but, like, it would be a simple, like... Okay, but, but Adrian, if they didn't put that scene in, then we would lose an entire shot of Thomason staring You know what? You're right. I did... I was curious. I was like, why is she staring at the council like that? After her family's left, and she's just like... I felt like she was pretty heartbroken, because she's a teenager. Like, she's got 
her friend, like, even in the 1600s, like, she's got her life there. She has her plans. She's sure. probably got somebody that she likes and is like, yeah, that's who I want to marry. And they're taking, they're not only taking her away from that, but they are fucking cutting those, like, all of her plans off right there. Mm-hmm. I think the ambiguity there is productive. And I think the way the movie is supposed to work um, is that something happens and you don't know exactly what it was. And there's a long shot. And that long shot, you're supposed to wonder about what happened rather than be told directly. It's more challenging, but I think that's what it's supposed to I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think that's what the intention was. Okay. I can see that. Just because there's a lot of dread building, if you will, in this film, like... Uh, and I think it's the shot. Sure. I think it's the shot Adrian's talking about, where it's uh, you just keep looking at the woods. The woods are always in the background. It is a constant presence. Mm-hmm. I mean, an own character, if you will. You're supposed to feel that unknown, that maybe a little scary. That's one of the things with this film, though, that I do appreciate. They don't play coy with yeah there's an actual witch in the woods like you see her pretty early on and she's pretty horrible like i mean with the baby stuff all right let's go there spoiler well, territory oh okay. hang on real quick about the the beginning uh, oh well this is spoiler territory too we are in spoiler territory uh, go right the beginning and the end are perfectly bookended it's like thomason gets kicked out of a society and then she says a prayer in the very end, Thompson says a prayer and enters a new society. Ah, and we don't see interesting. any of either society, really. Because we see her fly. Yeah. Uh, we see her get kicked out. And I think that was very intentional. Yeah. And the entire movie is taking place in the liminal space of the New England farmhouse in the woods. That was actually Canada. <laughs> <laughs> What's liminal space? Liminal space is like dusk or dawn. It's the space between two definite things. Oh, okay. It's a very transient space. Like, nothing lasts very long in that space. In fairy tales and folklore, almost every magical thing happens in a liminal space. Interesting. Let's talk about witches. The comparison... Can we talk about fairy tales real quick? Oh, sure. I think think witches and fairy tales go together. The comparison of this movie to fairy tales, I think, is one of the things that bothers me a lot. Um, I did a really big project in college on fairy tales. And so I did tons, tons and tons and tons of research on fairy tales. And the whole thing about fairy tales is that they were originally written by women. And they were written as cautionary. They're not written. They were generally orally passed on. And they a lot of the magic and a lot of the things that happened in these fairy tales were sort of like warnings and lessons that they were passing on to each other. That's why you have so many women getting married off to terrible people, so many stepchildren being murdered, um, so many girls having to worry about the affections of their fathers, (laughs) uh, things like that. And in the original stories, anybody ever wondered why there's no fairies in fucking fairy tales? Because I can tell you the answer. Because when the Grimm's brothers and other men started writing these stories down, they took all the fairies who were beautiful and they turned them into hags and witches. Mm. And they made the the powerful, magical women into ugly, evil things. And this movie feels like that to me. This movie feels like it is trying to be a fairy tale, but it's trying to be the fairy tales that are not kind to women, rather than, yep. rather than the fairy tales that... This feels like the warped version of the fairy tales that we get rather than what fairy tales are meant to be. I was genuinely disappointed that our first glimpse of the actual witch was of an ugly old woman. Of a naked, ugly old woman for no fucking reason, really. Like, we could... Oh, maybe sort of implied sexual abuse of the baby? Yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, I was really pleased they didn't follow through with that, but there was definitely at least one shot where I was like, what the fuck is she doing? I I think she was cutting off that baby's penis. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that is exactly what she was doing. She cut off that baby's penis and she ground it up into a spell of some kind. Mm -hmm. Probably whatever she fucking did to Caleb later. I don't know. That is the core problem I have with this movie, and it is the absolute villainization of women and women's sexualities. And power. And power, yeah. You look like you have a thought, Ryan. Yeah, I would argue the movie is doing the opposite. I think the culture that she is in is repressing her. And she's in this uh, virgin horde economy where she can either be the virginal girl her parents want her to be or join the witches. And she has zero options in between. And so, but, but at the end, when she joins the witches, it's a joyful moment 
because she's finally left. And I think that... And there's all different types of women in that scene. There's young women, there's old women, all equally naked. And she's... And Thomason is happy. Mm-hmm. She is, you know... I thought the being naked part was just... Because the witches dance naked for Satan, like, in my head, or, you know, in, no, in my recollection yeah. of yeah. How, the, how that's portrayed. And so I was just like, all right, she's just being a witch. She's just being her naked... Like, it's not that I don't like what you guys are saying. I sure wish that that were the movie that I'd watched. Um, And I could get behind that if we hadn't already had a witch who literally stole a child and cut off its penis. And a witch who literally accosted a different child. And, I mean, I don't know what she did to Caleb, but it, like, he didn't live. (laughs) So that's not ideal. And appeared pretty fucked up about it before he died. Yeah. Um, um, also, the fact that we get this with them covered in blood. Whose fucking blood is that? Like, the thing, like, I want to see what you're seeing. And perhaps the problem here is that this is a horror movie. But I think that you can get this horror, like, you can get a horror movie with witches. Fucking it's Witches of Eastwick. Which came, at its, like, I'm sure we would go back and find mm-hmm. some cringy stuff in it. But you can do a horror movie about witches that doesn't feel gross about women's sexuality. I did. This feels like it's being watched through the lens of the... The Grimm brothers. Of the oppressors. Yeah. Um, I did get the feeling that she was free. I did get at the very end because she's clearly... That's, that's the first time you've seen that chick smile. You know, you see her You see her smiling. She's laughing. She's happy. She's flying. She's free. And I liked that, but you didn't see anything to indicate that that was... A good way to end up. Yeah. Until then. What it, When she was laughing at the end, and the expression on her face, I was trying to figure out, is she joyful the way you're saying, or is she like, fuck it, this is just what, this is happening. Kind of like how I felt like when I watched, or when I do watch, you know, certain movies like Cabin in the Woods and things, she's, you know, where I was just like, oh, oh, they went there. Oh, they did that. And she's just <laughs> like, I, this is happening. Okay, I'm here. You know, I'm here for it. You know, I don't know. That, yeah, same. Like, is she laughing because she's happy or is she laughing because, like, she she's... lost her shit? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? I think the idea of the movie, and I agree with what you're saying, is there are no good alternatives and you have to choose between these two. And so I think being a witch isn't supposed to be a good thing either. Hmm. It's just your options are either you are the Puritan daughter and you are married off to your parents decide, or you're eating babies. But there's no in-between option in this world. So your point is that 1630 just really sucks. Yes. Okay. I get it. Both options suck. But one option is not eating babies. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, and like, there's clearly, like, being married off to somebody you hate, that's terrible. Eating a baby's worse. Like, I'm just, I'm going to draw a line. (laughs) I, I can get behind that line. That's a good, that's a good solid line. Yeah. Also, like, and, and, like, there's so many other things that add to my discomfort with what's happening here. Like, it's not just any one thing. It's also the consistent, the consistency of Caleb lecherously looking at Thomason. Like, we could take out all of that, and, I, and like, I would like the movie more. Mm-hmm. And I don't totally understand what it what that's adding other than to let us know Thomason's becoming a woman. Yeah, we can fucking tell how old she is. Thank you, movie. We don't have to show men staring at a woman's breasts for us to know that she's, like, developing. The family members represent the seven sins. He is lust. Oh. And that witch, the witch, the witch later on, she fucked him. Like, she showed him. Oh, for sure she did. Showed him her titties and... And he's them. and the father is pride. The, the father's pride. The mother is wrath. Wrath. Mercy is sloth because they kept asking her why. Why are you being idle? Oh. Um, huh. And Jonas. I I didn't get that far. Okay. I, I don't, those are the only ones that I got to. The mother's so much more clearly sloth though because she did nothing. Oh, but she's so mean to Thomas in the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's wrath though. Yeah. She's taking her wrath out on her. If you don't, I want to talk about the father. Because the the first, I can keep ranting later. It's fine. Yeah. This is this is the second time I watched this movie, and the first time I watched this movie, I actually really liked the father. I thought he was a good father. I liked the way he backed up Thomason when the mother was coming at her. You know, he clearly loved his whole family. And on this watch, I was like, 
oh man, you suck. You, you really suck. I mean, yeah, he was like, Thomason said she didn't take the cup, but he didn't say, I took the cup. He let that mom keep after Thomason, and Thomason's saying, I didn't take the cup. I didn't do that. I didn't take the cup. And the dad is not taking, and, and he stopped her. He actually stopped her from saying, I went to the woods with Caleb to watch over him. She was going to say that. And he was like, nope, now I'm going to tell you I took the cup. You've been mad at her for a week over the cup. Now I'm going to tell you I took the cup. So she can't defend herself for why she went into the woods. He also let Caleb lie for him. Yes, he did. At the risk of his soul, possibly. Mm -hmm. By their set of beliefs, right? yes. So it was, uh, I, I was just interested in my own change in perspective of the father and who he, I mean, basically when Thomason finally lost her shit on him, everything she said was dead true. Yeah. I don't know. That guy's a good actor, though. Man, yeah. his voice, too. is yeah. so unique. Yeah. I love it. I hate him, but I loved his arc. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. just love the... Anytime he had an emotion, instead of, like, dealing with it in a healthy way, he just split wood. <laughs> Talks and about masculinity, man. at the end of the movie, he's crushed by the weight of the emotions, or the wood. The literal yes. symbols of his emotions that he's put it into. I just thought that was some really nice symbolism. When that scene came up, I was like, look at all that wood. Look there was so wood. much of it. On top of that, they kept showing him throughout the movie, chopping the wood. And I'm like, this is... Symbolic of him put it. He put his family on the chopping block. Yep, basically, oh, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all the wood. And then when when the mom said, "Would you wash his clothes?" He didn't take his fucking shirt off. He stood there while his teenage daughter. That was upsetting to me too. Undressed yeah. him. I was like, "What even is this? No, this yeah. isn't okay." Like I said, I've seen this several times. I never was on his side. Where you, the first time you're watching, like, oh yeah, he did this. I thought he was garbage mm -hmm. from the get-go just because of, mm -hmm. you know, he let he lets Caleb lie for him. He, you know, lets Thomason just take all the blunt of all of uh, Kate. Kate's wrath. And mm -hmm. I just, no, he's garbage. I think in that in that opening scene, you know, I, the, the first time I watched it, I'm presuming he is a protagonist. And I accepted his, his statement that, you know, you guys, you guys being the council and maybe the village or whatever, are straying from our beliefs and we are correct. And so I, for, for purposes of watching it the first time, I that's what I accepted. And so I watched the movie thinking the same thing. He's the good guy. He's a good guy. He's trying. And then the second time I picked up on all the, the times they cut to him when like the kids were lying for him, when he was allowing other things to happen, you know, it would kind of cut to him and, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of showing him being like, well... You can see that thought, you know, the wheels turning. I could say something, but I'm yeah. not gonna, you know. I really don't want to hear it, so I'm just gonna. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not me getting yelled at, so that's fine. <laughs> what was the point of Thomason? Like, she did nothing. She was, she was a fairly useless character. I understand that she's like the main character, but even whenever she goes with Caleb into the woods and she's like, if you don't let me go, I'm going to tell them right now. And then they go, and her entire role is to talk about glass windows and fall off a horse and be useless. I, I wonder if it was to drive home. I mean, the fact that she went with him. If she hadn't gone with him, they couldn't have blamed what happened to him on her. Yeah. I, I mean, just, just for purposes of story. I understand that this is a movie about the 1600s. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. But this movie came out in 2015. Can your fucking female protagonist at least ride a horse competently and not have to be led by the dude? Hey, she was sitting astride that horse. I was pretty impressed by that. Yeah, but she um, couldn't ride. Like, as soon as he let go of it, she was like, oh, no. She didn't have any way to control the horse. He had he had the, the rope and was leading the horse, and he, like, dropped the rope and ran off and was like, stay there. How? Why did she not have anything to control it with? Because he Because he took it. But I think it's possible. Listen, he was the the man of the situation, yes, and that's yeah. how things were. I think the purpose of Thomasina, at least in part, Thomasina. 
Thomasin. Thomasin is a cat. Cat. Yeah. yeah. I think the purpose of Thomasin is to show just how helpless a woman was in 1630. That she she could do nothing but let things happen to her because of the role that she was forced into. And I think that's right there to me. What you just said is why when that final scene when she does take control mm-hmm. and starts praying to Black Philip, mm-hmm. good or bad as that is, to me that is the first time she is actually taking control of herself and what is happening around her because she could have stayed and just been like but she's not taking control she has no other options at that point everybody's dead her way back to town is dead she's not taking control of anything she had two options this one is gone now now she has to eat the baby she could have stayed i'm just saying she could have stayed and tried to make that place work she was already doing everything she, anyway. She would have died. Yeah, she, she, she could have oh, stayed and sure. made that place work. She like first off, that's a multi-family. Like that 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 farm yeah. needed all all, oh, no, she all five of those fucking kids. Defo gonna die. Yeah, yeah. but she, that's what I'm saying though. She chose not to die. Mm-hmm. Good or bad, it's either I can die, live in my father's prideful house, you know, or do this. And to me, I think that is, regardless of if you agree or disagree with the decision. It's still... She chose not to die. She still made a decision. I don't disagree with the decision. I disagree with the idea that she had a choice. I do do think there's evidence to suggest that she was the witch the whole time. I wondered. Just throughout. Because every time something happens, she's right there. And every time we see something, it's kind of imagined. It's not like... It's super surreal every time something's actually happening. And so there's never any... like. I don't know what in this movie is dream and what in this movie is actually the fictional world of this movie. Another interesting piece of trivia I read, and I don't think I brought my piece of paper, the the supernatural scenes were shot in a slightly different frames per second than all the rest huh. of the movie. They were shot, like the rest of the movie was shot at 24 frames per second. The supernatural scenes were shot at 20 seconds, 27 frames per second, which means when those scenes were shown, they would be slightly slower, just slightly slower. Yeah. I don't know, I thought that was really cool. I think that maybe this is a movie that almost needed to be seen in the theater because, like, you know, Kinsey and Debbie were talking about building dread with these long shots of the woods, Mm -hmm. but I'm watching it on my computer screen. Which, (laughs) credit, like, I have a... a, It's a bigger monitor. It's not huge. While my dad was watching some sort of uh, PBS home improvement show (laughs) 10 feet away from me. I mean, I had all my really good headphones, and so, like, I was surrounded by the sound, but... I'm like these long shots of the forest. I'm like that's a pretty panoramic shot of the woods. Yeah, but it's not. They're not looming over me. Oh, see, because we saw where we saw it. At, you did feel like the forest was creeping up on you because of that screen. Like you're watching it, adding in the music and the awesome surround sound. You you're feeling that that. I yeah, I think that it would have been better in the theater. I still have also seen Midsommar and Hereditary in the theater. <laughs> and yeah. was fairly unimpressed with yeah. Like, I see what they're going for. I see why the long shots didn't have much of an effect on me. I feel like in the theater, I'd have been like, whoa. And I would have been like, nope, there's nothing happening here. Mm-hmm. It's just a pretty picture. Just a pretty picture. We- oh, so still that I wonder if the, if the film broke. Can we go back real quick to what you were saying about yeah. whether she was the witch the whole time? Yes. When I, when I went into the movie the very first time to watch it, I immediately was like, this is the twist. She is the witch. She is the witch. And then, like, as we, as we continued to watch it, at some point, I think I let that go. But then, in that shed, when he had locked the two kids, the, the creepy kids, and her, and the goat, in the shed, you know, and the, a witch showed up and was suckling yeah, the off the goat... And the kids see see the witch and scream, and then it cuts to Thomason who wakes up at, or or like she sits up and is also screaming, but it doesn't show like it, it made it seem like she had been the witch. Yes. At the goat at suckling the goat or whatever, and so then I was like, wait. So in this version, is she the witch and she doesn't know? I don't know. Like, well, this time though, this time watching it, I just accepted that she didn't become the witch until the end. Mm-hmm. And some of the things, like, for example, when the baby went missing, you know, she was playing peekaboo with it. I mean, you see the look on her face when it's gone. She's just like, where the fuck is this baby? Like, mm-hmm. and and so I don't know that she... 
She clearly ate it because there's nothing that could have gotten it into the forest that fast. That, well, that was... I, I just was like, okay, yeah. uh, some witch used magic to swoop in, grab the baby, to, to force, chop, you know, chopped it up, and then bathed in its blood. Like, It took me a while, actually, to figure out that, that she hadn't gotten the baby back. Mm-hmm. Because when I, I was watching it, and she goes, and she kind of falls to her knees in front of the woods, and then we're in the woods, and somebody's carrying the baby, and I'm like, okay, she got the baby back. I wish we'd seen that scene. And then, like, and, and so it got, like, I have, like, several notes. Like, she was the witch the whole time. <laughs> I have several notes, starting with, where was the baby? Conventionally unattractive woman, what the fuck? Was he hoping to see her boobs? Not slept a night since what? And then, oh, she didn't get the baby back. That is how long it took me to realize that that was not her carrying the baby back. Yeah, did you know what the, the witch was rubbing herself with? I the no baby. Idea. Yeah. yeah. She chopped that baby yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I actually, penis. I actually the whole baby. baby. Yeah. It started with the penis. <laughs> I, I actually yeah. read that one of the legends of witches was that they made their flying potion from the blood of an unbaptized male baby. That was... And at the end of that scene, that witch did step onto a broom and yeah. float. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you want to know why witches wore tall hats? And had the brooms. I know about the brooms, but what's the tall hats? Because they used to be beer brewers, and they wore the tall hat was basically like how you how you knew this person is a beer brewer. Oh, I thought you were gonna tell me they would like hide the jug of booze under there. No, no, no. <laughs> like that was just that you know, like you could tell, like it was just part of their like uniform, yeah, the way yeah. that like other bakers hats, bakers so. hats, and right. things like that. So they wore the the the, the tall hats. And they brew the beer, and whenever they had beer available, they'd put the brooms outside of their doors. Oh, no, I didn't know about that. I, I just thought it was the brooms were a metaphor for riding Satan's dick, basically. Oh. <laughs> and and <laughs> when she was chopping up the baby and stuff, like, she rubbed her little broomstick with it, and then she masturbated with it. Yes, she did. And then floated. Yep. No, it's because they used to brew beer. And then back in the day, obviously, there were a lot fewer uh, oh. regulations on beer. They put all sorts of bullshit in there, like fucking roosters and shit. Yeah. I don't want rooster mm. beer. No, thank you. No. <laughs> no, I, I always thought there was another witch. And I've, I mean, I never thought uh, she was the witch at first. Uh-huh. I always thought there was another woman in the woods that uh, took the baby. Uh, now, Mercy, the little girl, her and... Uh, Jonas. Jonas. Yeah. I think yeah. they. I think they were talking to Black Phillip quite a bit because I had subtitles on yeah. when I was watching it and some of the lyrics for their little oh, yeah. Black Phillip song oh yeah no they are they are that's Hail Satan that's not uh, sorry Donna I saw you like a little little <laughs> I saw your Southern Baptist uh, girl there just like oh oh no what oh, no. were they saying like I wrote down at one point they were saying you know Black Phillip Black Phillip he to, has a crown. There's something a crown grows out, out of his head. head. Yeah. He is the king. Uh, and yeah. To Nanny Queen is wed. Who's Nanny Queen? Like the witch. Witches. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, it's some gonzo stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because also sometimes the kids are there, like when she's milking the goat and the goat's blood show. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things about witches in the 1600s was that there weren't any, um, <laughs> and it was usually attributed to. Um, contaminated food. So if they're living, you know, they keep talking about the corn. Nobody's going to want our corn. If you start thinking that something is fermented or something is going rotten, there's some kind of fungus or something, then, well, I guess this goes into my poll later. Then there's no fucking witch. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, sometimes you just fucking bleed. Not sometimes. Like, it's not normal. But, like, if you, a lactating thing can bleed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, actually, if the ghost, if the goat had <laughs> the ghost, <laughs> if the goat had mastitis, it it could have, mm-hmm. which is a, a infection of the uh, mammary gland, it could have uh, had blood come out. Would that also explain the mom bleeding later because she had been nursing? Well, the and mom then, was bleeding because a crow pecked her boob. Was she? Well, yeah. Whether that was a dream or not. Yeah, but but sure. Like, like, could it, it could. If, if that hadn't actually happened, then absolutely the blood could be from mastitis. But what I wanted to say about the corn is it, the corn looked like it was infected with this uh, fungus called... Um, the fungus among us? Ergo, I think it is. Ergo. And that particular fungus can cause hallucinations. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that is some deep shit. <laughs> Eight hours of toxicology right here. You got it, girl. <laughs> Can you tell me what about the corn looked like that? There was one scene, you really only got one good look at the corn. There was one scene where he was holding an ear of corn and there was just like this black streak all through it. And then there was a bit kind of next to that black streak that looked like the, the kernels hadn't developed at all. It looked dirty and... Um, I thought that that was... I, I see what you're saying and I remember that shot and I think in my head I just thought that was what happens when you have that colory corn. Yeah. Like the gemstone corn. Yeah. But, and then you the color Indian, shift it. Air, air quotes, Indian corn. Yeah, and, and then you color shift it into yeah. gray. Yeah, no, it looked diseased. It, it definitely okay. looked like diseased corn. I don't... I, I grew up in the city. I don't know. I don't, so, know. I don't know what my food is supposed to look like before it hits the grocery store. I, I, want, I want to throw out the possibility that the whole damn movie was caused by them tripping balls on their infected corn. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... Especially at the end when it has that note that much of this movie... Much of the dialogue of this movie came from writings from the time. Mm-hmm. That's when it kind of made me think, oh, there's not a fucking witch. They're just mm-hmm. eating... Like, they're not good fucking farmers. I mean, it seems like they didn't live on a farm in England, mm-hmm. yeah. and they didn't live on a farm when they were in the township. I assume if they did, they'd probably be fucking better at it. I think that's what makes the window dialogue so important, though. Yeah, yeah. Because this is like really good indicator of like we were classy enough to have windows mm-hmm. in England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we lived indoors. I don't. I don't dislike yeah. that dialogue. I think I like that. That was actually one of my favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Was just her talking to. Caleb and like having this like honestly one of the only things that felt real at all just this conversation between the two of them about glass windows because I felt like it also did a good job of really like touching on something like a lot of this movie feels like things I don't need to watch another movie about because like I've seen a lot of movies about 1600s I've seen a lot of movies about witches I've seen a lot of movies about how women didn't have any options mm-hmm. um, I've read a lot of books about this but like somehow the glass windows was the part of the movie that I was like this is interesting well, I like that he just doesn't remember. Like, she's going into this great detail, mm-hmm. like, hey, this, this, this. And he's like, no. Because he must be, what, like five years younger? Well, no, I, th- I think they're close. I think they're a couple of years. But a couple of years makes a huge difference, even now. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, my spouse is two years older than me. And every now and then, I will talk about, like, fucking Care Bears or My Little Pony. And he has no idea. And it's not because he's a boy. It's just, like, because he has, he has a sister my age. It's just because that was not what he was watching on TV. Yeah. yeah. Like, when his sister turned it on, he left the fucking room. Because two years makes a huge difference when you're that age. Yeah. Yeah, see, I I was kind of just trying to figure out ages. I figured Thomason was maybe 13 to 14. Mm -hmm. uh, Caleb, 11 to 12-ish. Yeah. And the twins, I said 5 to 8. Just, it was just, that was the only one I wasn't 100%. Based on my six-year-old, who I will say is probably average, like, she hits her milestones, she's fine, I would say that they're not five. Okay. Because she's six, and I... Younger or older? I think they're older. I think that they're probably seven or eight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's what I said. I said five to eight. I wasn't... Yeah. Because I couldn't pin it down. Where I felt the first two, I kind of was right on, but I gave them a longer, a a bigger window. I, I would say a lot of this just comes in in the agency that they have that they seem to feel that they have over the world Mm -hmm. and maybe this is just a result of the time period or something but like i don't think that my kid would feel like it was okay to ignore people for that long Mm -hmm. because even like when she does ignore people for that long it is a she knows that she's doing something bad Mm -hmm. like when she ignores you she's aware like no you're the you're the adult i need to pay attention to you and these kids did not have that well, but you're also, your your kid isn't having other adults treat their older sibling, who they should, in theory, be listening to, yeah. like garbage. Like, they're, they're seeing Kate and... Uh, not to... Not not to toot my own horn, but I think I might be a better parent well, than the parents <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> you know, I'm willing to say, yes, you are. But, 
I'll be um, the independent. I'll be like, I, you are, but they're not. They're not getting constantly seeing their mother. That's true. That's true. When Caleb is dying, one of the things they used to believe about witches is that they were unable to say the entirety of the Lord's Prayer. So when they're praying around uh, Caleb and the twins start writhing in pain. Now, here's the thing. Thomason is saying that prayer. Thomason is saying that prayer. She doesn't finish it because the attention switched to the twins. But point is, she is saying it and the twins aren't able. So that's my argument for her not being the witch because she is saying the Lord's Prayer. If we're arguing that Thomason might be the witch, I would like to put forward the mom as the witch. Yeah. Interesting. Elaborate. She really wants to scapegoat Thomason. Yeah, she sure does. And I don't know if that's just because Thomason was the one there when the baby went missing, mm-hmm. or if this is something that's been going on for a while. I kind of feel like it's something that's been going on for a while, because when they're by the river, Mercy says to Thomason, Mom doesn't like you, or something yeah. like that. And the mom is so cold. She spends so much time not interacting with the family. And the idea is that she's in the house sleeping. But is she? Yeah. Um, she well, does always seem to come out at key moments. And she, when she goes at Thomason about you're seducing your brother and your father, there is nothing. There is no basis for that. Yeah, Zero exactly. basis for that. Caleb was looking at Thomason, um, but she, she was but Donna, definitely... But it's Thomason's fault for being... For having for, boobs? For, for dressing so immodestly in the clothes that her mother made for her. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the parents' fault for taking an 11-year-old boy and putting him in a situation where the only other woman near his age is his sister. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that kid was adorable, by the way. He was really cute. <laughs> Can I just, like, just quickly interject? Yes. He was so good. He and was. so were Jonas and Mercy. Yes. The performances Robert Eggers got out of these, like, three children were just yeah. absolutely spectacular. Like, Stranger Things mm-hmm. level stuff here. Like, yeah. these were amazing well, yeah. When he was dying... His death scene was way up. Yeah. Was yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Was that, that was supposed <clears throat> to be an orgasm? Was he supposed to be having oh, an orgasm? I, I assume so. I hope not. Ugh. Because I, he was making what my subtitles described as joyful noises. Yeah, I, I thought it was because he was... Having an orgasm. I thought he was seeing God or See, like, looking yeah. and seeing okay. God. Yeah. So I mean, like, that's Jesus. a euphemism for orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They do say, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Anyway, yes, that was a really great performance. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. I did see, and I think it was on one of the the (laughs) behind-the-scenes videos talking about it, the two twin actors. Basically, they didn't... That's really how they were on set. Like, when they're all sitting down trying... uh, They're sitting around (laughs) trying to eat. Uh, One of the videos that we've seen oh, is that the bread when they're eating the bread like one they're looking straight at the camera and you hear Edgar's going okay don't look at the camera like they're really yeah you know kind of hamming it up and how they and he how, wanted to do something funny when yeah. he ate the bread yeah like how they wrangled those two in I don't know I, there's so much about the making of this movie that I don't understand the more we talk. Why did you deal with that that goat? Why did you deal with... Are there not other goats and children in Hollywood? <laughs> Those children's wildness really translates onto film. You had to yeah. cast actually wild children. You couldn't yeah. 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 They, they, children. they literally went to the woods and found these feral yeah. children. <laughs> I will say one of my favorite shots, though, is when, when Thomason and Caleb are in the woods... And the mom and the dad are actually having to watch Mercy and Jonas, and they are tied together with yes. a bell. Oh, is that is that is, that is one of my favorites <laughs> that I had forgot about, and then it comes up, and I'm just dying. I'm like, like oh. you two don't have a clue what to do with these kids. So. And- one of the uh, making of featurettes, Mercy was talking about the first time they tried to chase Black Phillip, Black Phillip chased them. <laughs> and the second time, they were just actually chasing him. They only had to film it once after that. Yeah. And they thought, like, that was her favorite part of filming the movie. She had so much fun chasing that goat. If you need, like, an insight into what kind of kid she was, great kid, wants to chase the goat. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of this movie could have been avoided if they just stopped fucking with that goat. 
Well, hey, that has been my call since the first time I saw this movie is kill the goat. No, Why haven't you killed the goat? Don't kill the goat. Don't let your children torment the goat. Well, yes. Parent your children around animals. But still, <laughs> kill the goat. I'm sorry. I, I got to I gotta stand by kill that goat. If, I don't uh, think that if your mean. family is in danger from an animal on your farm, kill it. Just kill it. I have a question. Yes, I'm a veterinarian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so kill it humanely? Kill it humanely, of course. Um, when William is, is boarding up the kids and the goat in the shed... He says, if that Billy had been the devil, I would have danced with him myself. Was he... What was I that don't remember that line. I yeah. remember that line. I wondered too. And I was yeah. like, was he saying that he would have sold his soul, like, to make his little farm prosperous? Like... He was prideful. I could see that. Just to be like, look, I proved you wrong. I made it work out here. So, yeah, yeah. I would write my name in the book. But, yeah, I just was like, wow, did he really say that? You think Black Phillip was sitting back there going, damn it. <laughs> should have gone for him the whole time. What the hell? I think I, Black Phillip was back there going, meh, fucking <laughs> goat. <laughs> Until he wasn't. Until I think, he wasn't. I think he was trying to find an in, and uh-huh. I think the twins were the easiest start because they are chaotic enough uh-huh. that... He was like, I can take their souls and nobody will notice. Yeah, I think... No. They were already chaotic evil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that was kind of the in and then just kind of working his way through. These are the children in that in that horror movie where you're like, oh, this child's possessed. What's that episode of Buffy? Angel. Where they're like, oh, the child's yeah. possessed. And then they were like, they're like, okay, we need to exercise the demon. And the demon is like, save me. This child is insane. Yes. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> episode was great. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were basically, you know, Blackfield's trying to keep it low key. Uh-huh. And with those twins... There was no Loki. You know, it was going to be what Beetlejuice says. It's like, you're calling me up for parties. Like, they're calling Blackfield up for parties. No, they're going <laughs> to gonna keep it. Uh, he wants to keep it low-key. I had a problem in that scene, like, when the witch turns back after suckling that goat and, like, laughs and everybody screams. I laughed. <laughs> like, I was like, this is... I mean, I suppose if I were in a barn in the middle of the night and I'd been boarded in there with my... Hellion. Sibling, with my siblings, literal hellion siblings, um, I, I would probably be freaked out that there was a strange woman in there. But this is, n- in my opinion, not the right call mm-hmm. in a horror movie. If you're going to have somebody laugh at me, I don't know. Like, it's possible that at that point I was already annoyed with the film. I mean, that was near the end, so. Yeah. yeah. There were so many beautiful design choices. Like, this movie was gorgeous. At the end, when Mercy, not Mercy, when Thomason kills her mother, she has a blood mustache. And I spent a good portion of that scene being incredibly distracted by the two drops of blood that went down on either side of her face and gave her that perfect, like, caricature French mustache. And I just thought, why is that the shot you went with? Everything is so pretty. Do another take. I didn't notice that. I didn't either. Now I want to go back and look at it <laughs> because I'm picturing her with like a Vincent Price. It like, was mustache. Um, I think my favorite part of the movie, after we've talked about it a bunch, um, and I agree with some of your criticisms, especially about the the use of old women's bodies to be a gross out thing. Um, but I think the best part of the movie is just how many different ways you can read it and not be wrong. I think it's very productive ambiguity throughout. Yes, that's as we've been talking and hearing everybody's take on it. I'm like. What actually happened? I don't know now. <laughs> I like that my uh, subtitles told me that there was snake-like chanting. And then <laughs> yeah. I spent a long time thinking, what would snakes sound like if they were chanting? Would it be this? <laughs> no, that's not chanting. Um, See, exactly. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Let's wrap up if we can. The only other thing I got is this felt exactly like the thing to me. Just isolated location. Oh, okay. Nobody trusts each other. Everyone it, hates one another. There's no scene as good as the the blood like test the thing scene. the movie like the thing the movie yes okay. John Carpenter is the thing um, it just feels a lot like that to me every time I watch it now as you're saying this uh, there's a lot of things in my brain that's making sense because that's actually one of my favorite horror films yeah. is the thing and you are right isolated location nobody trusts everybody everybody hates everybody and you don't know who is who so yeah. there's yeah. Another thing I, I saw kind of similar was that Thomason has the same uh, character arc as Carrie from Carrie. And I'm like, well, okay, I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying. 
I don't. I'm not sure. I 100% agree, but I see the point. So we do have the test scene with the prayer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's not as yes. good as one from the thing, but it's still a good test scene. I thought with the prayer thing, until you just told me about the which is not being able to say the Lord's prayer. I thought those kids were faking it in order to get Thomasina in. Like they were saying, Thomasina's "Oh, she's cat. hurting me." Up until you just yeah, mm-hmm. mentioned that while ago. Well, yeah, and then they were fake sleeping, which yeah, Moya right. managed to prove by threatening to punch one, right. and they're both like, "Oh no, 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 no!" T- like fake sleeping while their fucking brother is dead. They're they're hellions. Those yeah. are like those yeah. kids are fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. In that whole scene, like. Caleb was saying whatever. They're doing the Lord's Prayer. The wife was... Uh, what was her name? Kate. Kate. You know, she was saying... When they were... William was talking to um, Thomason about are you a witch, this and that. And the mom's like, the devil will speak the scripture too. And I'm like, this just speaks to the hysteria of the time of like finger pointing out witches. And it didn't matter whether you had proof from quote-unquote God or proof from quote-unquote the devil. Nobody fucking knew. Either way. Well, the idea was either you confess or we kill you in a way that a witch wouldn't die. Mm-hmm. But if you confess, we're, like, like once you got accused of being a witch, you yeah. were gonna die. Right. Yeah. Because either, like, like I said, either you confess and they yeah. kill you, or they... Yeah, that's the thing. There's no logical, like, yeah. out to that. Yeah. So... Well, yeah, and that's the whole thing with Thomason. She does nothing wrong but exist. Like, she is just in this world. Unless she's the witch. Yeah. You know, which I don't think she was until the end, but that's my take on it. So, all right, she is just, she exists, and then she gets blamed for everything. Yep. Okay. Well, Ryan, you have... Oh, I have one more thing. Okay. Just a general warning. The dog fucking dies. Yes. Oh, yeah. Badly. The dog dies badly. As soon as that dog showed up, I said, oh, fuck the dog. I mean, not fuck the dog, but like, oh, fuck. We're fucking everything else in this movie. Dog. (laughs) I couldn't remember with the dog, and I was like, oh, crap, I can't remember if the dog uh, wizard dies. And then we get to it, I'm like, damn it. I have two notes about the dog. Stop yelling at that good boy. And then dead dog. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie gets one damn it, Kenzie. All right. In this case, normally there's a, that dog better live. Yeah. But in this case, there was like, oh, that's a dead dog. Mm. Kenzie. <laughs> I thought they were going to take the dog back and eat it. Yeah. Because they, they were they, so desperate. Well, they had also made the joke when they were talking about the glass windows. Do you remember that time that Fowler laid on the table and dad said, we're going to cook up that beast. Yeah. yeah. And then they didn't. And I was like, you could have eaten that dog and maybe saved everybody. <laughs> Apparently you're eating fungus-covered corn. You can eat the dog that was killed by unknown means. It's fine. All right, let's go. All right, Ryan, you have our quote. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? I do like the taste of butter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I have a rule, which is empower women, support witches, live deliciously. Yes! Yes! And then... Adrian, you have our poll. Did any of the end happen? Did anything supernatural happen? Or is this like a House of a Thousand Corpses thing where everything just like hits a snapping point? I am going to go first because I have an answer. I do not think anything supernatural happened in this movie at all. I think they were having ergotism. I think they were having hallucinations. And I think a fucking wolf took the baby. And I think the ending was Thomason dying. I think that was her vision as she died. That's my opinion. There was no witch. Ryan? I'm happy either way. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to know. When one dies of, you said, ergotism? Ergotism. Ergotism? What does that look like? Well, actually, it looks a lot grosser than what we saw. They have weird swellings and painfulness and diarrhea and vomiting and a lot of other things. So nothing that films well. Nothing that films well. Could that be what Caleb died from? Yes, absolutely. Convulsions is on the list. Convulsions is on the list. Mm -hmm. So that could also explain what was happening to the twins at the time. Yeah. Mania and psychosis and convulsions are all things that can happen. Mania? Mania. I'm going to, yeah, I don't think any of the supernatural stuff happened. Again, and I, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, the fact that they say that a lot of the dialogue was taken from writings at the time. Um, since there were no fucking witches, I, I don't think, mm. I don't think anything happened here. 
There's nothing supernatural. There's no witches in the woods. She did not feed a raven from her breast. Also, I, I feel just just to defend my own self, it's been a few years since I took my toxicology class, so some of this might be wrong. Okay. Don't at me. Don't at you. Or do at me. I would love I would love to have a conversation with you. At us, please. <laughs> <laughs> I do I, I do think the supernatural happened, but that's always my jam anyway. So I think it hundred percent happened. I think the goat did turn into a man with a nice voice that says, I will help you sign your name in the book. And yeah, I totally do. I go with that as well, just because I am a layman and did not know all that shit. And uh, so I'm just going to accept that as what happened. Okay. That's what they did back then too, Debbie. Right? (laughs) That's why Debbie would be the last of us on trial. (laughs) That would escape the village. Debbie would be there going, yes, absolutely. She is of the devil. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Okay. Well... Thank you guys so much for listening. Also, thank you, Ryan, for uh, joining us in discussing The Witch. Thanks for having me. Where can we find your stuff, Ryan? Uh, at RyanB4890 on Twitter. My, le- my website is linked there, and it's too long to say the name of here. <laughs> oh, right. Well, you can also find us on Twitter. We are at Beyond the Cabin. I'm on Twitter at Calista77. I'm on Twitter. But I'm not on Twitter. Like, I don't do anything on Twitter. So don't find me. Uh, <laughs> but we do have an Instagram account, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Donna, where can they find you? They can find me all over. I am at SoonerDVM on Twitter. I am Donna underscore Leahy. That's L-E-A-H-E-Y on Instagram. But I don't use Instagram a lot. You'll be pretty bored following me on Instagram. I mean, I would love to have you. But it's it's not a good Instagram account. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Junkyard Poet. You can find me on Instagram at Saint of Unicorns. Mostly it's pictures of my kid and my dog. Zzz. Yeah, that's my Instagram. Is It's just pictures of my cat and just random stuff. So, But also, Cliss77 on Instagram. It's possible that my dragon has taken over as top, top posted pet on my Instagram. Your dragon is really cute. She's really cute. Uh, we also do have a Facebook page, which is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, and our webpage is beyondthecabininthewoods.com. We are part of the Gumby Cat Network. Also, as always, a big shout out to our editor, Billy. Yay, Billy. Thank you for, for helping. He also designed our logo, right? He created our logo. The design came from Debbie, but he created it. So. Okay. I didn't know that. There was a collaboration. You did a really a, good job on that. Billy Debs design. Yeah. Billy Debs. And what are we doing next? Uh, we are watching The Frighteners, Peter Jackson's uh, film. With Michael the adorable Michael J. Fox. It's funny that you said Peter Jackson's film because I definitely would have said Michael J. Fox's film. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't read the Latin. <laughs> or sign the book. And live deliciously. You know what horror is. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.